So I've got a good would you rather for you. Let's say that you're in a martial arts movie. Your life is a martial arts movie. Would you rather be childhood friends with Sonia and be separated as you embark on your own martial arts journeys and then be reunited? Or would you rather meet Sonia as an adult martial artist and face her in battle and have to win against her to win her heart? The latter, for sure. (laughs) So you wouldn't do the Wing Chun and Pukto story? No. I Sonia will sometimes ask me, like, you know, jokingly, like, well, if we were younger, like, if we were in high school, do you think we would have been friends? And I'm like, no, I don't think we would have. Oh, been. Doug and I would definitely not have been friends because he yeah. was such a loner. And, and if he didn't talk to me, then I wouldn't know how to talk to him. <laughs> right. I yeah there's there's no so no I like the idea of meeting as adults and like I don't know if I would have to win against her I think it's no you uh, have to win because if she defeats you she can't respect you she's defeated so many men before you like that's but if this were real life Sonia would kick my butt (laughs) so she wouldn't she wouldn't respect me she's Wing Chun overpowered for sure yeah, she wouldn't respect me any less. No, Sonia's a Sonia. I like Sonia because she's an adult, <laughs> and she, she, you know, she gets it. No, how about you? Oh, definitely meeting as adults and yeah. facing in battle. The first so night you would have I to met- lose though. I would like to win every time, but I would allow myself to lose to Doug because he is a superior fighter and therefore the man for me. Only the man that can defeat me can be with me. I feel like that's a very martial arts concept. Yeah, but I don't I don't like the the public. This is how things (laughs) should be. So you have to obey them kind of thing. No. I like- well, no, not not that, but just the fact that he's powerful enough to defeat me means he's worthy. It doesn't mean I have to do what he says. I All mean, right. well, Doug might say otherwise, but <laughs> I <All> say right. no. <laughs> I will karate chop him before I let that happen. All right, well, let's get into it. Hiya. This is Necromancer. Necromancer. I'm Shira, and as I mentioned last week, I'm a master of the romance comedy martial arts. And I am Brett, and I am now a um I don't know. I was going to say something funny, but, and I am Brett and now I am also, yes, (laughs) I am an evil master of the horror martial arts. I've upgraded from disciple last week. I'm now master. 
I've so taken the final fight to, I, yeah, I overcame you've done the some, boss. You've done some training between the episodes and That's you've right. risen to the status of master. I yeah. would expect nothing less from you. There's, you know, there's nothing better than training when it comes to martial arts. Yeah, I feel like being a horror martial arts master means that I had to kill my my master to take over his spot. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, but in a romantic comedy, people have to die all the time. So it wouldn't be right if I let my master live because that would deprive me of a good grief storyline in my romantic comedy. Yeah, but also if you were <laughs> if you were in a romantic comedy martial art movie, like <clears throat> you would have to go back to your master, just like Wing Chun does in this one. Oh yes. I love that that happens. Yeah. She has to go back to her master and go like, you know, you taught me so much, but now in this, in this moment, I'm so confused and I just don't know what to do. And then the master gives you that. You got to give the guidance. Yeah. You got to. So as I realize I never mentioned last time, but if you're probably listening, you've listened before. But each week here at Necromancer, Brett picks a horror movie, I pick a rom-com, and then we flip-flop those movies, break them down to their final form, and then we turn the romance into a horror and the horror into a romance. And this week, we're continuing the theme of martial arts. And we're talking about Wing Chun. Uh, that was the movie that risked, risked, rose to the top when it came to romantic comedies. I swear to God, I found a wuxia movie that was a romantic comedy, but I had a really tough time rediscovering it. Uh, I was looking through letterboxed lists, which I recommend as a method to find movies. Very very uh uh i think it's an upgrade from uh, imdb for sure um but when i punched in the search for uh martial arts movies and then i filtered it down to romance and checked if there was romance and comedy you know wing chun was the one that rose to the top it was it was the natural choice and then when i saw uh i hope i'm saying her last name correctly, Michelle Yeoh. Uh, I knew I had to choose it because Michelle Yeoh is in Crazy Rich Asians. She is in uh, Last Christmas. She is uh, just a legendary, world-famous actress. So yeah. why wouldn't I choose Michelle Yeoh, right? Yeah. <laughs> And then um, we're, we haven't even spoken about Donnie Yen, Ip oh, Man. Donnie Yen. Um, he's so sweet in this movie. He's such a little cinnamon roll. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's, he's innocent. He's got such great range in terms of being a bad guy or being a good guy and what oh, type of Oh, I bet he would be a great bad guy. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he was a bad guy in that, <laughs> in the third Triple X movie. Oh, really? With, yeah, with Vin Diesel. I could see Vin Diesel squaring off against him. Yeah, he was a But fun also, Donnie guy. Yen seems like he could kick Vin Diesel's ass. Oh, yeah, he could pretty much kick anybody's ass. Um, yeah, when you came back with Wing Chun, because I, I just went to Google and typed in martial arts and romance, thinking, like, I had, like, 
you know, off the top of my head, I could think of a few and Google didn't really know what to do with that. <laughs> it so, really doesn't. That's why I said my letterboxed method was the yeah, way to go. I'm going to have really to try find... that out. Um, because yeah, that's Wing Chun. As soon as you, t- as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, oh, I've never heard of this movie. Went on Michelle Yeoh. What? Donnie Yen. What? And directed by Yuan Wu Ping, who is like, again, world famous for all of the martial arts stuff he's choreographed. And you know that you've seen Rattle something it that off, he's Brett. done. Uh, Kill Bill, The Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I mean, this guy, he's done so much stuff. And so, <laughs> yeah, th- like as I was watching it, Sonia and I watched it together because. Oh, did Sonia like it? Sonia loved it. We both loved it. Sonia's a big Donnie Yen fan as well. And so she likes Michelle Yeoh, of course. So she had a blast with this movie. I had a blast with this movie. Um, yeah, I'm so glad that you picked it. And I'm definitely going to give this letterbox method a try because. Although, you know, like what <laughs> what was the rock and roll one that I picked? The one with uh, Thor? Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? That took I'm like, actually, some deep Googling, I but that am, was worth it. <laughs> I am thankful for that movie. OK, yeah, that was I, a good one. You know, shout the out Archie connection. Shout out to our archives, but if you're a new-ish listener, go back and listen to the Rock and Roll episodes. Rock and Roll Nightmare. Uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare is a hilarious, campy, and charming 80s horror movie featuring a writer, producer, musician, Thor. Bodybuilder. But, oh, yeah, I forgot about the bodybuilder part. Uh, and it has a finale that's just simply unforgettable. And if you're like, oh, I'm not sure about it, then just listen to the episode and see if it sounds like something you'd be into. Yeah. Uh, and then also listen to Josie and the Pussycats because it's a great movie. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I I was really pleasantly surprised with this movie. Uh, and I, I was really glad that I picked it too because it, it turned out to be utterly charming, like tofu sold by a girl and her aunt. Yeah, this movie was just so freaking great. Um, although, as I mentioned last episode, gonna have to throw out a little bit of a trigger warning in here. Ooh, Consent. yes. I believe what that means. Oh, but there's just such a cute little flirting scene later in the movie with um, Michelle Yeoh and Donnie Yen. Like we, we have to talk about the scene when they finally get their shit together and they start flirting and fighting. Ah, it's just, it's this movie really is. I, I will defend this movie as being a romantic comedy because I think some people would be like, oh, well, the romance is really adjacent to the comedy part. But no, it is it is the plot of the movie. So I I think it is important. And I just think it's a really well done romantic comedy. Uh, I yeah, no, I want to I want to see if I can hunt for 
more martial arts romantic comedies because they seem like they have to be out there. I think the problem with Google and martial arts romance is you hit upon a lot of the, um, cap, as I like to refer to them here, capital R romances. You yeah, know, your, your Titanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could get Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which has a really satisfying romantic plot, by the way. Right. Uh, between that guy who like kidnaps uh, I forget what the actress's name she's super famous in China Zhang Ziyi or something yes uh, she's so beautiful but anyway uh, they have a really cool romance in Crouching Tiger but it's all really tragic and you know serious that's not a comedy (laughs) so you, you have to find something that's a comedy but then you look at things like I don't know like journey to the west or or something like that right, and it's right, you know right. it's straight comedy there's really no romance in a movie like that right right um even and if even, there is a romance it's just one of those like very side romances yeah very tacked on yeah, yeah, or like yeah. you know what actually came up when i was doing letterboxed method was um meals on or is it wheels on meals mm-hmm because I guess there is a romantic plot in that movie. Yes. Uh, Sonia and I just watched that for the first time. And another great one. Jackie Chan, Sammo Hung. Of course. Uh, it, it is. It, it is very much centered around a romantic type plot. But the romance isn't. It's more about a guy trying to, to protect a lady. And it's not. It, it's not it, as good it as wasn't this one as in good terms as, of okay, romantic yeah, that's what I comedy blend. Like, that's this movie what I is thought. such a great blend of the romance and comedy, both being a big part of the martial arts aspect of the movie. So yeah, uh, this was a great choice. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that I hit on the right one because, you know, you you go into the category and you see ones that are like, oh, it might fit, but it's just not quite a fit. Uh, All right, let's go ahead and uh, get into it. You want to tell us the story of Wing Chun? And like Brett said, uh, trigger warnings ahead for... um, Sexual harassment, consent. Sexual harassment, consent. It's made fun um, of in a there, very light way. There is like implied rape. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, uh, but a lot of this is also kind of cultural. It's just a different culture and a different. <laughs> it's like a Pedro. Have you ever seen a Pedro Almodovar movie? He's a Spanish director. Yeah. I'm. I feel like I must have, but I don't know. He features. So. A, he features a lot of triggering stuff like this in his movies, but always has a very light hand about it. Right, and it's kind of the same attitude. So it's not. It's very you know, Looney Tunes. It's very yeah. Cartoony. It is. This movie is very Looney Tunes. Yeah, all across the board. <laughs> this movie just goes all out. Sonia and I kept saying as fuck during this movie. Like this is a <laughs> this is a romantic comedy as fuck. Like it, this Yay! movie goes all out. I really do think this movie does well on the romance aspect even yeah. though Puckto can be so dumb. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Um, yeah. So let's, uh, this movie is great at the art of the intro because right away, everyone is so well-defined, you know, what everyone does and everything like that. We meet auntie who is in charge of this bean curd tofu auntie shop. Abacus. Yeah. I, I think, do they call her Abacus because she counts all the time? She's always counting money. Yeah. On IMDB, she's listed as Abacus Fong. So I think Abacus is a nickname because she right. always has the Abacus and is counting, but she's, she's a uh, Wing Chun's aunt. Right. And she's so always she's, trying to get that money. Yeah. She's in charge of the shop, which means she's a business minded lady. So she's always thinking about money. Uh, Wing Chun is Michelle Yeoh, but she dresses in very manly clothes. However, I get the impression that she only does that to try to, deflect any romantic interest as opposed to actually trying to pass off as being a man this is her ponytail and glasses and what's funny is wong who is just a great side character by the way uh (laughs) notices right away that wing chun is a woman and she's like hey she looks kind of cute even in men's clothing yeah, I. So I've, it's like even more embarrassing and silly that Pokto thinks that she's a man because everybody else recognizes that Wing Chun is a woman. Right. That definitely adds, like, it helps embellish the comedy as part of yes. the romantic plot later, um, because Pokto is incredibly dumb for a good part of his part in the movie. But then we meet Wong and Wong does like Wing Chun and he's got this sort of like hire her versus wed her kind of mentality of like, oh, it'd be cheaper just to marry her because then all I have to do is feed her. Um, Yeah, it's like he wants to be her manager almost. Right. And so he's also very money minded, which will come into play later, of course. But then we meet the bandits, our lovable crew of rascally bandits. Um, These bandits are so lovably bad because they're so incompetent. (laughs) We're not here to rob you. (laughs) Right. They're so incompetent, Um, especially when they come up against a fighter like Wing Chun. So this is our first fight of the movie, and we have a very classic thing that happens in martial arts movies it's one of the go-to's it's like a motorcycle chase is a you know what i mean it's like a go-to thing in movies we have the puppet fight and that's where wong is the one who has to stand up to these bandits because he's a man he's the body he was shield. outside right and then he's getting his butt kicked or is about to get his butt kicked because he does not know martial arts at all So Wing Chun has to step in and she, of course, she does the awesome chair pose, which is the martial arts version of, you know, Deadpool TMing the superhero pose. The three point landing. Like doing a chair in an air, like an air chair. Uh, No, putting the chair down and then sitting on it with one leg crossed and your elbow on it. And you're like, oh, "Oh, I'm super cool. What you going to do? Come at me, bro. Oh, I guess that is kind of a Deadpool thing. Yeah, it's like a it's the chair pose. It's a very classic pose. A lot of people <laughs> do it. Um, but this first fight's really awesome because she uses Wong as a puppet to sort of like hide the fact that she's really martial arts, super experienced and competent. And like 
while easily playing around with these henchmen. These are like the Goomba of the movie. They're the lowest of the lowest of yeah. the henchmen. So <laughs> Goombas. Um so yeah, so we've got a festival that's happening that day. Both movies have festivals. If I yeah. were to pose the alien question really quickly and say if we just had these two movies for reference as oh, what is life on earth like? Well, first of all, everyone is a weapons expert. Like right. you're just you could I get wish. in a fight with oh. anyone. It <laughs> oh my god, I would be as an alien, I would be very I would be very afraid to approach earth, but also if I knew there was a festival going on, I would have to get out of there because it would be like, oh my God, festivals, human lanterns, fights yeah. with Wing Chun. It's going to be crazy. Anytime a festival goes down, there's trouble. Uh, yeah. As, as one of the minor characters, I would constantly be looking around to hope that I'm not a casualty in a random punch being thrown around. Um, but they go to this festival and... Uh, that's where we meet Charmy. She's listed on IMDb as Charmy. I think it's just Charm, or like charm. I, I've also seen it referred to as Charm. Okay, so we meet Charm, and Charm is a lady who I like has that a name very, for her. It is a good name. Uh, again, it's very Looney Tunes. Um, charm is a lady who is. <laughs> She's married to she. She's got a sick husband with her, and she's being literally pursued dying. by bandits, right? And she's a foreigner, so they turn her away. But then she comes back, like something happens, and she comes back. So then the villagers are like, "Oh, we'll protect you." Wing Chun's about to step in, but the men are like, "No, fighting's a man's job." And of course, they get outclassed. We do another classic thing, which is the hero doing the no kill fight where she just bests everyone oh she batmans right she just bests everyone until they kind of recognize like okay we're outclassed if she wanted to kill us she could so we'll just leave but then we have a horse chase i guess that would be more appropriate for a motorcycle chase right horses motorcycle we have the horse chase um and she gets the she gets the the lady back right and yeah, so, she does, and she offers to protect her. Right. So then, um, I, I, I'm getting a. This movie oh, is a little side <laughs> sidebar. Can we yeah. talk about the fact that Wing Chun's dad is marrying a woman younger than her? We're introduced him to him at the beginning of the movie, and he's just gotten married to this really young lady. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, but that leaves, I thought that that was her sister. No. Um, and that her I, dad was, like, marrying her off. I oh, don't I don't know. I thought that it was just that her dad was weird and married someone really young. Um, because we get the scene of uh, Auntie cleaning the floor, and, you know, they, they need help in the shop, is what we're mm -hmm. setting up. And oh, so, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, but yeah, Charm goes back to the shop with them. Right. So then we have the third fight. And this is another oh, is this classic. The, is this the tofu fight? This is another classic, which is the keep away. This is where the character has <gasps> oh, to keep something I away. I love this fight so much. This might have been my favorite fight. Or, okay, it's my second favorite fight because my favorite fight is coming. 
Um, but it was so cool and it made Michelle Yeoh and Wing Chun look so cool. Doesn't she also do her own stunts as well? Because she's been in a lot of martial arts movies. Uh, yeah. I, in terms of like how much of her own stunts she does, I don't know, but in terms of like her fighting choreography, yeah, she's, she's doing all that for sure. Mm hmm. Like some of the blowing up explosion stuff. I don't know if she 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 might step out for that reasonably so. But, but no, the she's fight fighting. Choreography, yeah, she no, she's fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has she ever been in a John Wick movie? If not, she should be. No, but she was in one of the Bond movies. Mm. Uh yeah, so she's been a Bond girl. I love this fight scene so yeah. much. And she just looks so fucking cool. And this is the the Paddington physics, the Looney Tune physics. Oh yeah, this definite totally, Paddington physics. Doesn't totally she do cartoon. some Van Damme splits at some point? Yeah, she does all sorts of stuff. Like she'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but she easily wins. The guy has to give up. And then this is where we have the scene actually where Charm is selling off her body so that she can auntie told her to do that though uh well she's doing that so that she can pay for a funeral for her now dead husband who died as a result of the bandit chase and and whatever else was going on there so then this is where wing chun steps in she uh, despite auntie wanting to keep the money which was a very funny little side part of the thing uh, she pays off the debt of the funeral, and she basically invites Charm back to work for them. She gives her right. a home. She gives her a job. Um, and then we cut back to the bandit camp. And this is where I thought of Ghosts of Mars. Just replace all of their dialogue <laughs> with... <laughs> like, they're just so mad at Wing Chun for for buying off the woman that they wanted to kidnap. Um and then this is where we have the sales yeah, lady. Yeah, it's very comic book. Then yeah. Like, oh, we, so we got to do something about Wing yeah. Chun. This we lady can't... is protecting our other lady. And we should just be able to take any lady we want. But we only want <laughs> the pretty ones. Um, I also like that Andu, even though they took a charm in, they're like, you still got to work your sex appeal to sell right. this tofu. No, yeah, charm. Charm is um, Aunt Abacus. Auntie Abacus is definitely like, hey, like, if, if you kind of show off a little bit of skin, more people will come. And that is exactly what happens right from the get-go. Charm is a very beautiful young lady and so everyone in town which has a, a man to woman ratio of like eight to one by the way <laughs> all of these men are very they're very starved for a certain kind of attention um mm -hmm. the sales lady she plays it up she's you know reaching for the top shelf Ooh, let me reach further and it's very funny <laughs> but also this is where we kind of got a hint sonia and i were of like Wing Chun gives her a little bit of a look. Oh, we we think that Wing Chun is maybe a little uh, fluid. Yeah, like big time because we didn't know about Donnie Yen at this point in the movie. So we I think thought Charm kind of has go. a thing for Wing Chun too. Oh, I missed definitely. my oppor I missed my opportunity to write the Wing Chun Charm romance, but I definitely think it's there. Yeah. Oh, big time, big time. 
but then we meet Donnie Yen, of course. And Donnie Yen is this lovable, goofy. He, he's kind of got like not a stutter or or a lisp, but he kind of has this this way of speaking, which is just a bit different from everyone else. And he's a funny little floppy hat that he wears. Yeah, and he's always in his pajamas. It looks like. Well, I mean, he like, just he. His- I think he has to, he's like in a student outfit. Right. Or something it's, like it's that. It's definitely a culturally different thing, but he's he's got like his cartoon outfit that he always wears. He's always got the hat. And he. He's like Link from uh, Zelda. He's back from his travels. Right. <laughs> and so um, this is where he also, like, okay, so Donnie Yen thinks the foreigner is wing chun and she thinks thinks charm is wing chun right he thinks charm is wing chun and he thinks wing chun is a man who is it's a man baby suitor uh but then this is where we get our fourth fight scene which is where charm is attacked by the bandit and yen has to defend and this is all happening at night so the bandit Donnie Yen is being a little bit of a creep, right? And he's kind of spying well, him and Wong because right. everything They're that both- he does, Wong also does because he everyone is after charm, including Wong. But it's like Wong spreads it around. He's into Wing Chun. He's into charm. He's he's just where, into the newest, he's afraid, latest, best. <laughs> he's afraid of Auntie, but also kind of like. Eh? Yeah, he's because again, this is where in order to do anything with someone, you had to be married. So everyone's just got marriage on the mind. Um, but then a band is a comes total in. sex romantic comedy. Yeah. I do like <laughs> this movie goes strong on that in a yeah, fun they're way. all very horny. Uh, <laughs> so a bandit <laughs> comes in to try to kidnap Charm. I'm just gonna blast through this, it's but it's very classic. You get the UN Wo Ping. Uh, night chase which he did in crouching tiger hidden dragon this is like a precursor to that um so yen donnie yen which is what poe poe fights off a bandit but then he gets a little piece of garment or something that the bandit took so then wing chun comes in poe thinks wing chun is a man who is the suitor of charm who he thinks is wing chun so wing chun fights yen and outclasses him and and then yen is kind of scared away right so (laughs) he so yen leaves thinking that wing chun is still a man and he's been defeated by a man yeah yes okay so they fight he has no idea that it's the girl that he loves his childhood best friend and he's just as confused as ever. Right. And then and we the get bandits this... are still mad at right. Wing Chun. They're, They're madder mad. than Another ever. Another foiled attempt at kidnapping their should-be bride. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> so then we get this weird foot bath orgasm scene where they're giving each other tickle foot tickles. They're that just makes having them... girl time. They're it's just a pillow being fight. Silly. They're pillow they're fighting. They're just being silly little girls and they're having fun and bathing and combing their hair. But this does not help the, the lesbian D de- 
detour that that we're taking. No, girl to get time to the doesn't. Pole. Girl time doesn't have to be sexual. All right. Well, Sonia and I both thought it it was pretty sexual, but then we get the uh, the whole thing of Wong wants to auntie is essentially selling off charm to wong because she knows wong is interested in charm she's doing a bait and switch but yeah the the hotel the the room that she gives him is her own she's doing a key party style um but then so there's a little and then but then there's this whole thing about the token and then he throws her the shoe which is very funny there's a lot of jokes thrown in here to to hype up and escalate the romantic comedy aspect of this movie um but then we have another another fight scene as the bandits and wing chun there's now a flying monkey bandit who's like well, a they, mini they calls in the big guns they're they're they were like oh we can't take on wing yeah. chun on our own we need flying monkey here so flying monkey shows up but flying monkey this is a firefight which is another kind of classic they do it in another donnie yen movie can, um, can you say Fire it the way monkey. that william defoe says it in the boondock saints I don't know how he does that. Oh, he says, it was a firefight. Oh, right. It was a firefight. But that was, um, <laughs> th- that's a different kind of firefight. But yes, it was a firefight. They've got fire Literally. everywhere. Um, and then what happens at the end of this fight is Wing Chun ends up burning off the bad guy's junk. With yeah, one of the she fire unmans him. Yeah. They never stop talking about the fact that she unmans him. Sorry, there should have also been a trigger warning for mutilation for the men. Right. Uh, and then this is all happening at the same night where the um, the sexual hijinks is happening. So yeah. Wing Chun and Yen and or Donnie Yen Poe and all of this stuff is all sorts of mistaken identities are happening. And then the bandits call in the even bigger bad, which is flying chimpanzee, the older brother or whatever of flying monkey. Um, Yeah. You thought, you thought flying monkey was the big bad, but he was just the sub boss, right? He's the mini boss to the final boss, which is flying chimp. So then the bandits show up in the middle of the day just as like a parade and Flying Chimp fights Wing Chun and sort of develops. They say, we haven't come to rob you. We've only come to do some shopping. Right. And I like the whole thing of like, which way do we go, left or right? And the guy's like, I don't know. I only came at night. Like he doesn't even know how to get to the proper house. He's like, I don't know. Um. So because of the fight with Flying Chimp, Charm gets kidnapped and taken hostage to um, to the, the bandit camp. This is another sort of very classic martial arts thing, which is Wing Chun punches Flying Chimp in the gut and her punch gets absorbed and sort of stuck in. Yeah, he absorbed her chi and then chi blasted it back at her. I liked that a lot. He flexes his abs and blasts his chi back at her. And then we have this whole thing of like, oh, you survived one of my full on chi blasts. No one like that's a rare feat to achieve. So Flying Chimp outclasses Wing Chun. This is the very first time in our movie 
where Wing Chun has been defeated in any kind of way. He's too strong for her. Right. But this also means that Wing Chun, despite her being very manly and having the ponytail and glasses thing going on, Flying Chimp condescendingly develops a crush on her because she's a good fighter. I do like this plot. That this is <laughs> this a good is enemies a good to lovers plot on yeah. a different day. Right. And so he does but he does it very condescendingly, which makes him a good a good bad guy. Um but then we get our yeah, It's kind of like Bowser style. Right. So then we have a, a another fight which is Yen versus the bandits um yen can't stop the bandits he gets overwhelmed so the charm ends up getting kidnapped and then we have um she she also he gets beat up and she gives him a magic pill which is a, a thing it's like a oh, is this where they all start coughing up blood yeah that's another weird thing like <laughs> <laughs> it uh, happened to her and him it's like ugh. And then she gave him the magic pill. And then I think she started coughing up blood too. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blood thing is like, it's not just a little drop. Like they are vomiting up blood. It's really It's like consumption or something. Yeah. Um, This is where we have a little bit of the flashback stuff. And where Yen, this is where Poe finds out the truth. Right? So Pukto starts talking about Wing Chun and their childhood together and how they used to go out in the fields and running around and, right. you know, how he he actually becomes the exposition guy giving us Wing Chun's backstory about how she became a beauty and then she was forced to marry a bandit. Uh, and as a result, she ran away and became uh, a disciple of that uh, female martial artist, her her master. So she became a master fighter. And then I think it's implied that she killed the guy who forced her to marry him. Um, I can't remember. There's so much going on. <laughs> But uh, and then they have this cute little thing, right, where he says, "You're Wing Chun," and she says, "No, I'm not." Yeah, and he because says, she You're also Wing Chun. is like she she's very she, shy. She, yeah, she she doesn't have a a lot of self confidence, so she's like, "No, right. you thought the pretty one was Wing Chun. You want a pretty lady. I, I'm not the one that's right for you. You deserve the pretty lady." And he's like, "No, I want you for you because." He's he hasn't really spent a lot of time with Wing Chun to know that or with Charm to know that she's not Wing Chun. So when he finds out and he's super insistent, it's very funny. But they decide to team up to take on the bandits. And this is where we get the next scene of like them sneaking into the bandit camp. And they're all hung over from partying the night before because they had this very like symbolic bedwetting scene with flying monkey are we skipping over stuff though didn't she so did she when did she needs to go to her master because she got defeated by flying chimpanzee and then doesn't she go to see her master at that point no she goes oh yeah, yeah yeah no you're right so this is where I skipped over it, it's all 
it's all the momentum of this movie is incredible so it is and it is only 90 minutes for all the stuff that goes on in the movie so much goes on for 90 minutes it's very similar to human lanterns very jam-packed with stuff another connection to human lanterns which i mentioned last episode is the three poles of the spear out of the wall versus the three rounds of the fans versus the fan guy versus the assassin right tan versus assassin um so the the flying chimp throws his spear his super heavy spear into the wall and says to to wing chun i'll give you three tries to pull it out so they have a whole fight scene and what she ends up doing is she ends up throwing this she pushes the spear through the wall and pulls it out that way so flying chimp respects her her winning of the bet and says all right in three days we'll fight again and uh i'll keep charm safe it's implied he's like i'll keep charm safe until then so we'll fight again in three more days and this is where wing chun has to go to her teacher and she has to find a man that's the teacher's advice is to find a man ah Ah, but what does that really mean Oh, um, and that's when we get the whole deal with Pukto, where he finally recognizes who Wing Chun is, right? Right. And so then, and, and does she? Is this where she learns about the one on one inch punch? Sorry, I'm interrupting a lot. Uh, the one inch punch. Yes, because oh, her the... her master tells the her to find a man, right? And then Wing Chun still doesn't know how to defeat uh, Flying Chimp. And we have this whole cute scene. Oh, this is where my favorite scene is. I was talking about this earlier. Yeah, go for it. So I, after they've had this, you're Wing Chun, you're not, I'm not Wing Chun. Finally, they admit it and they start to have these cute flirty scenes and then they're, I guess, hanging out in the laundry or something. And he kind of tries to touch her legs. And then yeah. she traps his hand with her thigh. And he's it's like, like a reflex. It's like, it's like his yeah. hand was caught in the cookie jar. But she's right. very cute and sassy about it. And then he tries to pull his hand away. But her thighs are too strong. So she and keeps so, his hand there. Yeah. So she keeps his hand there. And she says, Oh, well, if you're strong enough, you can pull your hand out. And then they start to do this like cute little sexy flirty play fighting. And then I think uh Pokto demonstrates the one inch punch, which suddenly makes Wing Chun realize, oh, my master has already taught me the technique that I can use to defeat flying chimpanzee. And that's when we see the nutcracking scene. Oh, how, how cool was that for a martial arts trope too? Yeah. It's set, set the scene, set the scene for the master cracking the walnuts. Right. It's yeah. The, the, the master giving sort of that, that puzzly riddle advice is, is so satisfying. Um, but then we get a message for for Donnie Yen, right? And this is where the messenger shows up and she's very hungry. Another kind of comedic trope in these movies. Um, but Charm packs up Yen's things. 
because Charm does have a crush on Poe because Poe is very charming. Um, yeah, Bukto is very cute, but she also knows that he and and Wing Chun have this thing. And I mean, she also has to deal with her crush on Wing Chun. She just right. wants them to adopt her into a thruple, I'm sure. Right. Oh, I missed a real opportunity there. <laughs> but then this is where we get the final confrontation. Okay, so this is like... 20 minutes of the movie this is where wing chun fights flying chimp and we get this whole conversation of like i'm gonna marry you if i win i get to marry you if you win charm goes free and then wing chun is like she says to him you're gonna be my son which yeah, I she says by hilarious. the end of the fight, you're going to call me mother, which is kind of like a <laughs> who's your mommy kind of thing. Like, she's like, no, I'm going to win. Great. Right. And you're so going to call me mommy. <laughs> yeah. And so it's so great. So he's got his weapon. And this is another classic. She gets oh, to can choose. I, Go ahead. Oh, can I also add that up until this point? So she's been doing the whole ponytail glasses version of a martial arts outfit no makeup you know no frills but in the final fight she gets a sailor moon power up and suddenly she's wearing makeup and a really cute outfit and i think that it her final fight outfit and game face is just so cute it i loved that part i loved that she dressed it up for the final fight yeah, and again, I think it's a little bit of like a condescending thing on her end towards Flying Chimp of like, you think I'm just a girl, so I'm going to be as girly, I'm going to look as girly as can be, but I'm still going to kick your butt. You're still going to call me mommy. Um, so she gets to choose her weapon, and she chooses the double sword. She chooses two short swords. So we have two short weapons versus one long weapon. And... She ends up mm, kind of nice kicking... metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> she ends up kicking his butt a little bit. And then we, of course, get the scene where he loses his weapon. So she gives up her weapon to fight hand to hand. Um, and yeah, she ends up winning, which is awesome. Right. And she ends up basically just smacking him around until he gives up. And he does. He ends up calling her mother. And then when flying monkey tries to pull some shit, he's like, Hey, don't try to hurt yeah, mother. Don't hurt like, mommy. Yeah. She's the one who's in charge here. She's the one who won the fight. She's in charge. And then mother says to her little children, Hey, I want you guys to go straight, get your act together. And they all go, yes, mother. And they they turn into like respectable little worker yes, bees. It's perfect. Like they contribute to now they're going to contribute to society. It's so cute. Um, and so then uh, I love when she exits the the camp and Donnie Yen has all the bad guys beat up already because like yeah th they weren't going to get along together hanging out outside. Of course they were going to get into a little scrum. Yeah, uh, I like that she can leave him alone. He can yeah. handle himself while she goes after the big bad. Right, but she gets the final fight. Um, mm -hmm. And then at the end of the movie, they get married, and it's happily yeah. ever after. A nice, classic, heartwarming H-E-A. 
No. It yeah. is. Yes, you got it right. That's an H-E-A. Look at you lo- using the lingo. Yeah, so it's a very great movie. Again, we've got 10, 10 fights in this movie. It is. Oh, there were ten fights. Yeah, it is. It is nicely filled. Like it delivers the goods on the fights and the romance. It. I mean, the fights are an uh, a important part of the movie. They're important at establishing uh, motivations and connections and relationships and how people fight is important. The styles they use, the attitudes and character design during the fights. I mean, everything that they do in terms of the martial arts is directly related to the rom-com aspect of the movie. Yuen Ping directs a masterpiece of a martial arts rom-com. I mean, I don't know if you could find like a better mixture of rom-com and martial arts out there that's like one third parts each equally they nailed the assignment yes so we gotta ask the big question right or did you have any other wrap up no that's no i i want to ask the question so who would you kill from this movie you know, I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill the village elder, the guy who's in crazy makeup, and he's the one who goes up to uh, Charm and is like, "Here, let me help you off the boat." And then the bandits are a little too closer than he thought, so he's like, "Uh, no, <laughs> never mind," and he just ditches her. Uh, I'm gonna kill. I that remember guy. that moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want anybody in this movie to die. I guess I'm going to have to um, go with him, too, just because yeah. everybody in this movie is so fun. Yeah, even the bad guys are lovable and charming in this movie. Um, oh, I didn't mention it, but yeah, at the end of the movie, also, uh, Wong and Auntie Abacus have, That's right. have married and come there to terms with the fact romances. that they, Yeah, they've come to... He, charm they at first charm or at first wong wanted to sort of silence auntie abacus and she was willing to take a bribe but i think they realized they have so much in common they're so perfect for each it's other that sexual chemistry in the dark yeah um so yeah a great little little detail there but um yeah i thought uh what'd you think about turning this into a, a horror movie <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this was one where I just kind of thought about it and was and thought, okay, I'm going to do it like this. It, it, I wouldn't say that it's an Amadeus moment, like I like to call the ones where I feel very inspired. But I, I'd mentioned before uh, in a previous podcast that I'm reading this comic, Lookism. Uh, so oh, I right. borrowed one of the plots from Lookism one of the many plots from Lookism. So this is, uh, I mean, I guess it would be a Lookism spoiler, but at the same time, you'd have to read like 300 chapters of this baby before you even got there. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it came to me pretty quickly. What about you? I this is this might be even messier than my other one because I just basically wrote down fight scenes. 
and it's been a couple days since I've I've you looked love at your it. fight scenes. I I wrote like ten I said. fight scenes just like last time. I wrote ten fight scenes, and and what happens in between is I I specifically just tried to make ten unique fight scenes. So I'm gonna have to try to force the glue in between to uh, make this work. But all right, well, should I go first or you? Uh, I think you should go first because then I'll be able to pay attention and not worry about mine. So I decided to call this one Everybody Wing Chun Tonight uh, after the uh, the the band. I think it's it's Wang Chun, right? I think so, but yeah. Uh, but, but Wing Chun it, actually is... Like I think is Wing Chun art. is a bastardization of Wing Chun. Is that what it is? But all I mean, in terms of the actual movie Wing Chun, Wing Chun is a martial art style and stance. So her being named Wing Chun is a little bit like a she is Johnny the Karate. Wing Chun, right? It's like it's having she is your the founder name. Buster. It's like Buster Rhymes has a perfect name for rapping. <laughs> Wing Chun has a perfect name for martial arts. Um, right. But yeah, everybody Wing Chun tonight. So years after the events of Wing Chun, Wing Chun is happily married to Pukto and has kids with him. Meanwhile, Flying Chimp has brooded over the events of the <laughs> of first course. movie all these years. He's obsessed with Wing Chun. I like the idea of him referring to her as mother. Like yeah. maybe he has a Wing Chun shrine and he just keep he just calls her mother. And over these years, he has been raising an army of Wing Chun girls. So he's been kidnapping girls all over China and raising them as Wing Chun. So they are all trained in martial arts. Maybe they're forced to marry at a certain age and right. defeat the guy that they're forced to marry. But he, in a in a weird, almost, you know, K-horror type of way, is raising all of these kids the way that he thinks that Wing Chun was raised so they You're turn out to be... Some- wing chun clones you're getting into some very metal gear territory because there's there's is there a snake army no but there's there is a character who goes through a sort of real life simulated version of what solid snake went through so that he could be sort of like the new solid snake but it's all very behind the scenes like that or that movie the boys from brazil where they're trying to make the hitler clones like hitler by introducing the same traumas into their lives right so yeah he's doing what he thinks is the best thing to do to sort of replicate wing chun yeah, he wants yeah. the lightning to strike twice. Uh, and so they've all been trained to be like Wing Chun, and they think of Flying Chimp as their papa. So Wing Chun is mother, and Flying Chimp is papa. So one night, Wing Chun and her family are having dinner, which I think, can that be kind of a martial arts like motif too, where it's like, the retired warrior is at home with their family and then danger lurks around the corner. Like that was the opening yeah. of a uh, mortal combat. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's very much a thing of like the 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 retired sort of I live a life of peace now. Like yes. usually she'd have her own um martial arts school or something is usually mm-hmm. how that goes down. And then the bad guys show up and like your past is caught up with you. Now you have to fight me. I'm forcing you to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a classic. So the Wing Chun girl army descends on the family during dinner and kidnaps the kids. And it's too much for Wing Chun to face and she gets knocked out. Ooh, yeah. And then she learns quickly that Flying Chimp is responsible for all this, but she can't do everything on her own. Of course, like any martial arts movie, she must get stronger. And so she goes back to her master to learn the move, the thousand crane kick, a kick that's strong enough to defeat multiple enemies at once. I love it. Uh, And so Wing Chun goes to Flying Chimp's hideout. Her new move is super effective, but she also doesn't want to defeat the Wing Chun girls. So maybe we get to a point where she's looking around her, seeing their broken and bruised bodies and thinking they're just girls. And Flying Chimp is like... Um, So she addresses the leader of the girls talk sense into her and the girl leader and Wing Chun face off. Uh, and it's um, kind of like a, um, you know, like Link versus Dark Link to right. again use the Zelda example. Wing Chun is facing the the girl who has most effectively copied her past. Right. Uh, and so they, they, you know, they duke it out for a while and it's a really cool fight. But of course, Wing Chun prevails and the Wing Chun army, the girls, the girl army decides to depart at once. But of course, because they're an army, they continue to travel as a unit, their fate unknown. So now it's just Wing Chun and Flying Chimp. Of course, he sets fire to the encampment. So it is a fire fight. So maybe <laughs> maybe after all of this like crazy fighting, we see Flying Chimp. He has the kids. He sets fire to the encampment. And now it's just them. So they, of course, duel to the death. Maybe because she's already had the hardest duel with... Um, the Wing Chun girl. This duel is more like a, a one hit kill. Chimp, flying Chimp just wanted the attention from Mama. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, of course, she gets her kids back. She hugs Pak To. And maybe we end the movie watching the girl army move across the open plain, not knowing what happens. But are they are they gonna do good or evil? No, you're not supposed to know. It's ambiguous. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, that's a good horror ending. Yeah, I like. They're it. like they're like the brood. <laughs> you don't no, know. What I like it. Ah, oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I kind of uh, my my horror in this movie is very 
sort of um, classical kind of horror where I'm just leaning on the fact that we're going to use a lot of demon imagery and uh, but it's going to be sort of like a very Eastern view of what demon is. So we're stepping away from like the, the Christianity okay. West medieval stuff. We're going, we're going full sort of journey into the West fantasy horror element. All um, right. My movie is just going to be called legend of the demon sword. And so here we go again. I have 10 fight scenes. I'm going to work through the demon fight swords. Scenes. We like that. Right. Uh, our very first fight scene is going to be an ancient demon versus an ancient angel. And they're going to be in like Power Rangers outfits. You know what I mean? So they're going to be like cartoony sort of two men in rubber suits fighting. Very, very cinematic in terms of using, you know, making exaggerated punches and all of that stuff. But Essentially, they they throw two punches together. They hit fist to fist. They throw all of their chi into it, and then both yeah, the ancient give them all demon, the chi. yeah, the ancient demon and the ancient angel explode and implode at the same time, and they both turn into swords. So we have a good sword, the angel Ooh. sword, and the bad sword, the demon sword. So then we cut to years later. I like this. This is very anime. Yeah, very anime. So then we have the bandits versus the Buddhist monks. So the Buddhist monks are keeping both swords safe in the same monastery, in the same monk place, right? But we have bandits versus Buddhist monks. So you have a sort of henchman v. henchman level fight. It's a bunch of just basic fight combos. No one here is a master. But... um, then one of the 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 bandits split up, right? So they're going to keep the swords in separate areas. Then we meet Chun. Chun is very sneaky, and she wants to she wants to capture the demon sword so that she can get revenge on the bandits for doing something. I don't know what, but something. So Chun ends up leaving her village because she hears that the swords, the, the monks have been attacked, the swords have been stolen. So Chun goes to steal the swords. She tracks down the bandits, raids them. She steals the sword. So that's where we have another keep away. We have the kind of keep away fight, right? Like she, who's going to get the sword? That's all they care about. Nice. So we have the sword keep away fight. Chun- Ooh, can she give them a fake sword? Like, Maybe they get really excited because they think they have the sword and then they unsheath it and it's a piece of bamboo or something. Yeah, that would be great. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, just like low level bandits arguing over who's got to tell the boss that they failed and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So then we have chun versus the bandit leader right because they have to go report to the leader so the bandit leader comes out and has to fight chun and what happens is during that fight scene the demon sword is unsheathed right because you shouldn't unsheathe it because it's too powerful and she ends up cutting never unsheathe it right the bandit leader ends up getting cut with the sword but he ends up escaping because of something but then later that night at the bandit camp, we have our next fight, which is 
the bandit leader turns into demon bandit because the sword wound has taken over. So now like Power Rangers, he's back in full on fantasy mode where he's like Hellboy. He's a demon monster and he starts killing the bandits. It's a straight up slaughter, like a Sam Raimi horror slaughter. Oh, he goes berserker. Yes, full on berserker. Um, So then we have the demon bandit has to go out and fight Chun, right? Because he wants to hunt down Chun uh, to to get the sword back. But Chun figures, Chun decides the only way to defeat a bandit is to become a bandit herself. So she stabs herself with the sword, turns into a demon, so now she's demon Chun. Wing Chun! And so then she ends up defeating the demon bandit. And this is where the movie kind of ends. Like, you think the movie is going to end here, but you're like, wait a minute, we're only an hour into the movie. She's defeated the the, the demon bandit. And then we sort of do a little bit of a flash away, flashback, whatever, whatever. And then we get Donnie Yen. And Donnie Yen. Oh, is Donnie Yen going to save the day? Donnie Yen comes in and he's got... um, (laughs) Donnie Yen comes in and he's at a, a restaurant, right? And the bandits with the angel sword come in. And they start causing trouble. So then Donnie Yen has to beat up the bandits. The sword gets left behind. So Donnie Yen has to take this sword. And he goes back to the monks from the beginning. But the monks are like, no, we failed. The sword has left our possession. We can't take it back. So Donnie Yen has to fight. But they're like, but you know what? We do have one last guy that we called in. Like our backup guy. And he's like the guardian of the guardians. And so Donnie Yen has to fight the guardian to prove that he's good enough to keep the sword. Um, and so then he does. He ends up keeping the sword. And he so then Donnie Yen. Yes. Donnie Yen has to go fight Demon Chun, right? So Demon Chun is a demon who's got her demon sword. Donnie Yen is a human who's got his angel sword. Oh. They end up fighting. The demon sword crush the demon sword cracks the angel sword into like a thousand pieces, right? You have your thousand uh thousand crane kick. My sword ends up getting shattered into a thousand pieces. But then Donnie Yen does the thing of he steals the the demon sword sheath from her and he ends up sheathing the sword while she's holding it and then he takes the sword from her and sort of hits her on the head bonks her on the head with all of her might and the sword sheath ends up being what the angel actually was the angel's sword was actually a red herring the angel actually really was trapped in the sheath the whole time (gasps) so then the angel sheath ends up absorbing Wing Chun's energy, and then Wing Chun's energy becomes the new protector of the demon sword. So the only way the demon sword can be stopped now is if Wing Chun's energy as the angel's sheath is used to defeat it. So then we have a like kind of a bittersweet happy ending there. Aww. But again, just, all these fights least, are gonna be at different. At least Pukto yeah. and Wing Chun can be together in this version too. 
Right. Yeah. They're sort of spiritually together. But um, yeah, that's sort of the escalation of fights. It's going to be very cinematic. Again, I thought like we, I thought both of these movies were cinematic as fuck. Oh Lots yeah, of great editing, sound design, cinematography, choreography. Everything in these movies is firing on all cylinders. In terms of, they know they're making a martial arts movie, so everything in the movie is momentuming driving steering moving towards the fight scenes yes and they let the fight scenes still tell the stories the way or tell the story the way that i think a musical knows how to give you some of the best moments delivered through musical numbers a martial arts movie does that through fighting yeah yeah that's a perfect analogy that's yeah now we have to watch a martial arts musical. Uh, I mean, somebody make it, please. I'm totally into that. Sexy dance fighting. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all for today. Before we get into our love chops, uh, just want to remind you to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, like and subscribe. Uh, as well as on social media at Necromancer Pod. Uh, okay, now getting into love bites. What do you want to recommend this week, Brett? Well, I'm going to recommend your letterboxed method. <laughs> letterboxed method. Uh, it's a great way to search for movies. The, the Shira search. User-created lists are amazing. They're great on Letterboxd. And I would also say companion to the Letterboxd method is the Spotify method. Looking at people's user-created playlists are going to just put you in front of some great shit. So Uh, I've been on this kick of really my... uh, I have an itch that needs to be scratched. And it's maybe you can help me. You have a fever. Yeah, maybe this letterbox method can help me because I want to find a futuristic robot sci-fi ninja movie. And I just, anytime I Google it, I cannot find anything that is like, that that fits what I want. And there's got to be some kind of anime or something out there that is like, that I haven't robot seen Robot ninjas. Yet. Robot futuristic sci-fi ninjas kind of like a cyberpunk type vibe instead of i don't know but in my googling of this the closest i could get was a movie called robo karate zaborger and so i ended up watching it i i tried to watch it online i had to try to find a free streaming because it's not available for streaming anywhere Uh, So I had to try to find a free stream of it, but any free stream I found of it was just buggy and janky as fuck. Lots of spam going on. It was hard to find a good stream. So I watched about 20 minutes of it and it was a lot goofier than I thought. It's very one punch man. It's very live action. anime. It's very silly. Um, it's so over the top. It's a spoof. It's essentially a spoof, like a very Power Range, Power Rangersy type spoof of a guy who's got a motorcycle 
who turns into a robot that knows karate and the bad guys are all the Sigma cyborg corporations. It's very low budget, but it's very silly. Again, it's very Power Rangersy and it's low budget silliness. A guy will jump up in the air. He's got a, a triple dragon kick. So similar to your thousand uh, crane kick, he jumps up in the air, then cut to him doing a flip, then cut to him kicking someone in the head, then Ooh, cut to him doing another of, flip. That's then a lot of steps. Him, then cut to him kicking someone else into the head, then cut to another flip, then cut to him kicking someone else in the head, then do a, cut to another flip, and then cut to him landing and doing a cool pose. And it's like, then like the that people, Key and Peele skit where he keeps breaking yeah. necks. So it's a great comedic thing like that. But um, yeah, but then Sonia actually ended up getting a Blu-ray version from the library, which Ooh. I was not expecting. So we watched it. She fell asleep during it, which I don't blame her for. But we ended up watching it together and we got some good laughs out of it, some good memes out of it. Um, it's a very funny... It, if if I haven't sold you on it by now, I don't know what else to say. Uh, go to your local library, try to find a copy of Robo Karate Zaborgar, and watch a trailer for it. It's a it it's a fun time. How about you? What's your love chop this week? So last week I recommended Jeannie Lynn's books, which uh, again, if you want a martial arts kissing book, uh, highly recommend it. This week I was thinking of martial arts comedies that I really enjoy, and I would like to recommend the movie Shaolin Soccer. It is uh, directed, uh, I pulled this up on purpose, by Stephen Chow. And I, uh, I don't know if it's uh, choreographed by the guy who uh, did Wing Chun, but it, it, it's similar in that it has fun choreography. It's a sports movie. It's a martial arts movie. There is a teeny tiny romantic plot between the lead and the one girl on the team. Uh, who also has her ponytail glasses set up where... Uh, her thing is that she has really bad acne and she covers it with her hair. Uh, okay. And then, uh, of course, she she gets her her makeover before the end of the movie. But it's a it's a really funny, cute movie. Fun for the whole family. Lots of fun martial arts stunts. Uh, and I and highly <laughs> and they play soccer. So I highly recommend it to anybody who liked Wing Chun or likes the sound of a martial arts comedy movie. Uh, you can't go wrong with Shaolin soccer. Yeah. I'll have to, uh, watch that one with Sonia. I haven't seen it since it came out. And, um, but it, I think that's the kind of movie Sonia would enjoy. That's a, it's yeah, definitely it's a like movie. a crowd. It's a crowd pleaser type movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a textbook crowd pleaser. All right. Well, that is all for today. Take us away, Flying Daddy Mars. Everybody wing chung
Necromancer is produced by Brett Dorman and Shira Moore. The theme song is Symphonia 3 by Kevin McLeod on the album Oddities.